Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Welcome to episode 21 of TuneCast Beyond, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. I'm your host, Steve Joe and Mike, and joining me is Sketch1984. Hello, sir. Hey. Today we are going to be talking about Spider-Man, the new animated series. What an original title. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, what... Uh, you know what's what what else is going on in your life besides a few weeks ago you went to or at at this point you went to about three or four weeks ago you went to Emerald City Comic Con and you went to another con that you got Steve Bloom's autograph. What else you been doing? Oh gee, I uh, just been watching cartoons and uh, doing reviews for websites. <laughs> cool. cool. Alright, so we'll be back after this. <sighs> when are people gonna learn? It's New York! Nothing beats the subway. Max Dillon? <sighs> All right, so we are going to be setting the stage, and to set the stage, Spider-Man the New Animated Series, also known as MTV Spider-Man, is an animated series featuring the Marvel comic book superhero Spider-Man, which ran for one season, 13 episodes, starting on July 11th, 2003. The show was made using computer-generated imagery, CGI, rendered and cell shading, and was produced by Mainframe Entertainment, Executive producer Brian Michael Bendis, who also wrote the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book for Sony Pictures Television and broadcast on MTV, ABC Family, and YTV. Initially, this series was intended to be an adaptation of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. Spider-Man was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, boy. Um... Okay, so the basic gist of the synopsis of this, the CGI version of Marvel's popular superhero features... The voice talents of Neil Patrick Harris as Peter Parker, Lisa Loeb as Mary Jane, and Steve Sanders as Harry Osborn. Oh, I'm sorry, Ian Zering. Um, Peter has graduated from high school and is attending Empire State University, although in the films he attends Columbia University. Still burdened with the desire to use his incredible spider-bite-derived powers to do good, he finds it hard balancing his responsibilities of being a superhero with schoolwork and his romance with Mary Jane Watson. So essentially, this is Spider-Man 1.5. You know, because they hadn't got to 2 yet. Obviously, 2 is still a year away from being released in theaters. Um, What were your first... Did you see this when it aired? I did see this when it aired. What were your first impressions when you saw it when it aired? Yeah, I know. Hmm. I thought it was pretty decent when it aired. It's, you know, 
as a follow-up to the movie, there were some things that didn't quite click. Right. But I kind of enjoyed having a Spider-Man in the college setting. That was turning nice. And I seem to recall, even way, way back then, I thought, you know, Spider-Man's really well animated in this. Spider-Man, yes. Everyone else, no. Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I knew, until I watched this back over the last month or so, I only knew that this series, supposedly at the time, sucked. (laughs) It was very odd to see it on MTV. MTV has dabbled in animation before, even action drama animation with, like, Aeon Flux. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's still... You just can't imagine this being on MTV. <laughs> no, you really can't. Uh, although it was. Um, I liked all of the... the Now, back in the day, I had seen like a half an episode of this, and I think I had seen f- like footage of like Peter not in costume. It was just like a a school scene or, you know, something like that. And I was like, yeah, no, this series sucks. Just, just based on what I saw from the animation, the the style of animation that it has. I hadn't even seen Spider-Man in the costume, knew nothing of the series as far as what the plot was. The fact that it was a semi follow-up sequel to the 2002 film. I barely, you know, all as I knew back then was it was Spider-Man, the new animated series on MTV and a lot of stuff MTV was putting out in 2003 kind of sucked. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really all I knew. Um, so yeah, first impressions. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So it is now time for the who's who of Spider-Man, the new animated series. And as much as I love Neil Patrick Harris as a live action actor, as a voice actor... I wish they would have thrown a truckload of money at Jason Priestley because you'd have Brandon and Steve back together again. <laughs> uh, I wasn't that into 90210. Oh, come on. As soon as I heard Ian Zering's voice as Harry, I was like, hey, wait a second. What's Steve Sanders doing on this show? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know what it is about this Mary Jane. It's It's Lisa Loeb voicing her. I have heard Lisa Loeb's actual voice, her her speaking voice, maybe four times in my lifetime. I've heard maybe four or five songs from her, but I never actually knew what she ta- she spoke like. And I guess this Mary Jane is okay. I still prefer the one from the 94 Spidey series as far oh, as yeah. voice. She's This Mary Jane is not sexy. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I don't know how the hell MTV scored the voice actors that they scored for this. Because they were MTV. Well, I know, but still, I I, I would, you know, I kind of equate MTV at this point in time, 2003, to kind of what uh, Fox was in 1989. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith Carradine as J. Jonah Jameson. Virginia Madsen as Silver Sable. Michael Dorn as Craven the Hunt, the uh, Craven the Hunter. 
Ethan Embry as Electro, and of course, Michael Clark Duncan reprising his role from Daredevil as Kingpin. That was kind of cool. That was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, it was a very nice touch. And you had Devin Sawa as Flash Thompson, uh, Rob Zombie as the Lizard. Don't know why I'll that be had to Lizard. Don't know why that had to happen. <laughs> Rob also voiced the Lizard alter ego, Doctor Kurt Connors. Worst voice casting ever for Kurt Connors, I think. Yeah, only because all the other voices for Kurt Connors were better, but I didn't think he did a terrible job. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorites from the voice cast? Favorites from the voice cast? Uh, well, obviously, Michael Clark Duncan is the kingpin. That was great. Yeah. Um, I liked Angela Brooks as Indy. Yeah, that was oh, pretty good. Was good. And, you know, Neil Patrick Harris made a pretty good Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think I think Ian Zaring made a pretty good Harry Osborn as well, because, again, they were carrying over from the movie about how he hated Spider-Man because Norman at this point is dead. Um, mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris did a great job as this version of Spider-Man. He kept kind of that sarcastic wit about him. Uh, you know, so I did like that. Um, I actually think he he did a better job as Spider-Man in that recent video game. It's uh, this, something about this one sounds a little forced, but yeah, he he was had very good timing, which is important for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shattered Dimensions was that video game from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. So the basic, you know, as I said earlier about the, about the premise, um, you know, essentially, the, this is the, the one, one of the things that I, besides the animation style, one of the things I don't like about this series is the fact that it employed a device which became a calling card for the show where Peter Parker could apparently move so fast as to almost instantly change into his costume at will. Some of the scenes were visually creative. Police interrogation room sequence from Law of the Jungle is frequently cited as one of the best, with Peter shedding his clothes and suiting up as Spider-Man in a series of frozen strobe light images as the emergency power struggles to kick in. Um, I don't like this. I, I, I don't, I like, I kind of get why they used it in it. It is kind of cool, but at the same time, normally... Most of the time, it was almost believable he could pull it off, but in Mind Games Part 2, when he literally just changed as he walked... Yeah, that was a little nuts. What? Yeah, He doesn't do that. He has to take off his clothes. Uh, Yeah. I, I think they just didn't want to animate him taking his clothes off. Probably not. They preferred uh, to animate people zipping up flies. Well, see, here's the here's the problem that I have with this this effect of him moving so fast that he just changes into the costume instantaneously. There are a couple scenes. Uh, the episode with um, Harry's potential girlfriend. Um, oh God, what's her? Not Talon. Oh God, 
the black chick with the purple sunglasses. Yeah. God, what's her name? I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, her, you know, that scene in that episode, he, you know, drops off a roof. You know, Peter Parker drops off the roof. And then out comes swinging Spider-Man. Where did he put his fucking clothes if he took his clothes off? <laughs> he just dropped them. Or, or are his clothes and his suit reversible, like a reversible jacket? I know that's that's impossible, but that's just a. Uh, well, he said they weren't spandex. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I don't know. No, uh, we frequently see him like throw something up against a wall and shoot webs at it. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess maybe that's what he does with his clothes. <laughs> but somebody's got to notice that. I mean, you know, police choppers, traffic cams, you know. Hey. Hey, there's some clothes hanging off webs right there. I'll bet there's Spider-Man's. What? Are you stupid? Why would Spider-Man leave his clothes somewhere? Oh, boy. Um, we don't even know if Spider-Man wears people clothes. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, boy. Um, did you have any overall thoughts from the series that you wanted to bring up? Well, I think it had some very good action sequences. It did, yes. I will agree to that. The stories were a little bland. The and... problem I had with the stories, really quickly, and I'll I'll let you go after this. The problem I had is not so much with the stories, but the I don't know if it's the the masters that Netflix received from MTV or if this is how MTV did it back in the day. A few of the episodes, the the next on was actually like the previous episode, and I'm like, wait, what? Why? Why? Netflix that... put them out of order, obviously. Uh... And that drove me crazy because there are things that would happen that have. There isn't a whole lot of continuity, but there's right. just a little bit. Right. And that yeah. got grating. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what were you gonna say? The, the thing about the stories, and while I appreciate that they tried to do new things and introduce new but similar to actual characters' characters, yeah, uh, you know, it just kind of made it feel very empty and pointless. <laughs> Overall, I you get some good action sequences and a little bit of... I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say adequate storytelling for romance on Spider-Man, but yeah, it's, it feels like there's a lot of missing potential here. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So we're going to go over to how the show stacks up. We have four categories. Those are actually five categories. How does the show compare to other shows within the same franchise? How does it stack up against shows in the same genre? Uh, how does it stack up against shows in its time slot, if applicable? I don't know what MTV was running back in the day when this was on. I have no clue if they were running an animation block or if they were just running it randomly. I I don't remember, so I have nothing else uh, to do. They basically ran it by itself. Yeah. Uh, at the time. And They've the last... had animation blocks before, but at that time, I'm pretty sure it was just Spider-Man. Yeah. And the final category is, which show from a previous decade is this show most comparable to? Uh, for me, you know, the choices I have for how does the show compare to other shows in the same franchise 
obviously Spidey 94, Spidey Unlimited, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, and the new version, Ultimate Spider-Man. I have yet to see Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, oh, you are going to hate God. <laughs> I don't like it, so you know you're going to hate it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so what, what is your choice? What does this most stack up to? Uh, 94 spec or unlimited? Uh, Oh boy. Um, uh, Both spectacular and 94 are way, way, way better. Uh, I I think I I would, I would give unlimited the edge against this one because it was more creative. Yeah. I would say as far as design and stuff, like I, I know this version is is CGI and all the other ones aren't. Well, the other previous ones aren't. Um, But I would compare it with Unlimited simply because of, like, the music and and, and stuff like that for it. That's that's really, for me, how I would compare it to Unlimited. What were you going to say? This and Unlimited are about in the same tier for me as far as Spider-Man shows go. Yeah. Um, now, as far as other shows in the same genre, I have listed here a number of shows. Um, Iron Man 94, X-Men 92, X-Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, and JLJLU. Uh, honestly, this show... For me, I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching X-Men Evolution, so it's, in my personal opinion, it's better than X-Men Evolution... Um, mm. But it's not better than any of the other ones that I have listed here. Incidentally, it's the only other one that was animated in Canada. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was voiced in Canada. I don't know where it was animated. No, no, it was animated by Roman, wasn't it? I don't remember off the top of my head. We'll get to that when we get to the Evolution episode. <laughs> um, it's the thing what that about I'm you? in the comparison to. Yeah. What about you? Ah, um, uh, on this list. It's worse than all of them, except for maybe half of Iron Man. <laughs> the first half. The second half was good. Yeah, that's that's basically what I mean. Yeah. All right, so which show from a previous decade is this show most comparable to? I put Spidey 94, but worse. That sounds about right. There's not that many Spider-Man cartoons when he's in college. So there's yeah. ID-94 and I think uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends and maybe the 80s solo series he was in college. Yeah. I want to say, was he in college in the 60s series? I don't remember. I've never seen the 60s series. I know it's on Netflix, so I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. Didn't you guys cover that in Tooncast? The 60s series? No, we covered the 90s series briefly. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I only saw some of the 60s series. But I want to say there hasn't been one since this series in which Spider-Man was in college. Right. I, I think your opinion that it's Spider-Man 94 but worse is worse. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. Okay, it so they have had better Spider-Man animation, though. Yeah, that's true. Because '94, I mean, it was red all over. 
with a yeah. little bit of black and a little bit of blue because that that red bled. Um, so we are the IGN replacement crew. Zero to four. Zero is you just want to kick somebody in the nuts for watching this. Uh, one is don't ever watch this show at all. Uh, show is two is show is worth a watch and uh, uh, watch view if you come across it. Three is you should definitely be DVRing the show. Well, obviously you can't do that anymore because it's not airing. And four is you need to add this to your DVD collection as soon as possible. <laughs> Did it even get a DVD release? I don't even know. Actually, yes. It got a full series release, and it also got, yeah. uh, I want to say, three or four single-disc releases that yeah. made up the whole series. Because Sony really milked this one. Yeah, they did. Um, so, you know, I would I would say it's a two or a three, um, simply because if you're already paying the eight bucks a month for Netflix, or if you're paying for Hulu Plus, I don't, I don't know if it's on Hulu Plus. I know it's on Netflix. It's um, on Hulu, it's on Netflix, it's on Crackle. Okay. There's, there's so many ways to catch this show. That, okay, well, well, I'm just saying if you're... If you're already paying it, if you're already paying that that monthly price for Netflix, and you want to see a slightly different take on Spider-Man, check this show out. The reason why I say that is because what I found really interesting in this show is the music. That's the one like outside of the voice acting, outside of the animation, the one thing that made me absolutely get into this show was the the techno music that they used for the theme and for all the action sequences. I absolutely loved it. So I would give it probably a two i'd give it a generous two <laughs> generous two and as as sketch said before the complete series was released on dvd as spider-man the new animated series special edition on january 13th 2004 wow huh that old okay uh and as i've just said it it can and as as uh as sketch said it can be viewed many places online uh because Sony, oh, like, this was on Cabillion for a while, which is ridiculous. This show is not for children. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, Sony really wanted to milk this spider cow. So with that, I think we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll come back to close the show. <laughs> You can now hear the GeekCast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear GeekCast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter GeekCast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code GeekCast Radio when you register. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast, 
Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. I see a new episode of Tooncast coming this week. So the one thing that we forgot to talk about was the actual episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing this? Shut up. And the rookie had to remind you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I will say I like Stan Lee guesting as the guy in uh, in in Mind Games. Oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like evil Stan Lee. I, I thought it was kind of cool. Well, it was cool, but I think they could have used Stan Lee better. Well, what, what are you going to do? Make him a you know Hugh Hefner look like? I mean, come on. <laughs> that would have been good what are you going to do you know give him a poison bottle of soda I mean come on Stanley should have been there to give good advice not bad advice okay so again I ask what are you going to do have him go to the real world and have him hang out with Stan on the top of the roof and then he just leaves Stan there to find his own way down from the roof no that was uh 94 that was uh that was, ugh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know they were totally shipping Stan Lee and Madam Web. <laughs> oh, boy, I did not want to know about that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. Um, so what did you want to say about the episodes? Well, you know, a lot of these are entirely forgettable. What I remembered off the bat from watching the show back on MTV was I remembered Electro's storyline because that was kind of sad. And I remembered Spider-Man fighting Kraven once and the lizard. I remember the lizard one. The lizard episode is probably the best. It had a pretty good story, a good mystery to it good action sequences and that rather stylish scene when Spider-Man suits up in the police. But what's Peter going to do to uh, explain why he was no longer where they left him in the precinct? Yeah. There was a lot of that kind of thing going on. But I liked it. At first, when the table flew out the the window, I was like, Spider-Man, why aren't you stopping the table? That's... Usually what you do in these instances, you really should do that. But then they made a joke of it that nobody was hit by the table, as uh, Jameson was pointing out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, that almost saves it, but still. Yeah, that that kind of thing seems odd, because it was very inconsistent in how Spider-Man would save people. I will say that Heroes and Villains, episode 6, with uh, Turbojet, I will say that Spider-Man was actually trying to help the guy as far as, you know, why, you know, why. And again, the same thing with, like, the episode with uh, Harry's uh, uh, girlfriend, what's her name? Um, You know, I thought that was um, uh, Talon. Um, you know, I thought that was cool that he was trying to help her as well without, you know, you know, sending her to jail or, you know, beating the ever little ever living crap out of Turbojet. 
I thought that was kind of cool about the episodes. Um, honestly, this is probably a series I will never watch again. Uh, you know, yeah, it's I think just... I can uh, emulate those sentiments. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, so that's why I haven't watched this show again. <laughs> well, it's not that the series is bad. It's just okay. I've seen it, and that's like, like it's there's... not memorable enough to care about seeing more than once. One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I can go back to Spidey '94, and I can watch. Um, oh God, Neogenic Nightmare, uh, the multi-parter, or I can watch, um, you know, Secret Wars, the two-part finale. You know, I can go back and watch those because I like those episodes, regardless of how badly animated some of those are. And that yes, yeah, they had CGI enjoyed is those. so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And plus, you know, Jennifer Hale as Felicia Hardy in that series. Oh boy. Anyway. That was um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to do it for Spider-Man 2003. Uh, you got anything you want to pimp out before we close the show? Wait, there is one thing I want to say about Spider-Man 2003. It ended on a really downer note. Because I think MTV and Sony and Paramount wanted it to come back for a second season. They ended Yeah, up- they did. They were actually shopping it around for quite a while and people were like well where are they going to put it maybe it won't be back on MTV there was uh, a lot of discussion of maybe it would come to Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or something maybe they would tone it down and I believe after that convoluted process Sony eventually remade this as the Spectacular Spider-Man only it's not at all similar yeah so that the convoluted story of never getting a second season and you know what spectacular spider-man way more worth a second season of this <laughs> in my opinion yeah i feel like they probably could have done some interesting things if they were you know if they did more of the actual spider-man villains they were kind of tied down by what sony wanted to do with movies so they couldn't use dr octopus they couldn't use venom they couldn't use <clears throat> probably various other characters that they were considering using in movies. So yeah. it it was kind of a victim of circumstance, but they still should have been able to pull something a bit more worthwhile out of it, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just pretty forgettable. Which I is, agree. It, it's amazing how much Sony pimps this out on their services and stuff, considering how forgettable it is. <laughs> yes. But, you know, watch it if you want. Don't watch it if you don't want. You're good either way. Yep. Anything you want to pimp out before we close the show? Uh, still doing reviews and uh, occasionally doing podcasts with the Scratchpad guys at the, <laughs> the real scratchpad.wordpress.com. We just did... Uh, an upfront overview, which I missed half of because I had to go do something in the middle of it. (laughs) Still sick, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for joining us here on Tooncast Beyond. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post 
we encourage this. We will respond. We will engage in debates with you on the different episode posts. You can email Geekcast Radio Network at feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is Tooncast Beyond. Mine is TFD1 Mike. What is your Twitter? Sketch1984. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradionetwork. Call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. Uh, if you have a microphone or USB headset, you can actually just go to the website. Uh, on the right-hand side, there's a button that says Send Voicemail Now. You can record it directly from your computer if you'd like to do it that way. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond and wish you will join us next time when we will be continuing on in the season of superheroes with the show that defeated everything with friendship, The Spectacular Spider-Man. For now, I am TFG on Mike with... Sketch 1984. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Same spider time, same spider channel.